Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip, that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Oh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast coming at you live with episode number 63. My name is Brandon Olinger. You can call me Brando. And as always, joined with me is my number one main podcast partner, Ben the Mighty Mouth Watson. What's up, Ben? <laughs> is, is that what, I, for, I for, kind of forget how to, to do this. What? What do what we do? Up, what up? What up? What up? I. I I can't remember. Are we doing a podcast? So what you're saying is it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute. People have been roasting us, too. Oh, man. They've been beating us up. Talking about waiting for the 30 for 30 special. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, where are they now? <laughs> we should have been the VH1 special, where are they now, or whatever. <laughs> We're like child, like child actors, where are they now? <laughs> yeah. We're going to have like one of those clickbait articles. Click on this to see what they look like now. <laughs> Well, I just got out of rehab, and Ben just got out of prison, so uh, right. we are back. Got a new tattoo, new prison tattoo. It's on my butt cheek. You know what, Ben? I, I, I like to, to, to me, it's like, we're like Dr. Dre, you know? You I, don't know when we're going to put out something new, but when we do, it's just going to be fire. Oh, yeah. It's going to be something. <laughs> <laughs> it's it going to be something. Oh, uh, man, I'm glad to be back, though. Life has been complete and absolute chaos lately. How about yourself, brother? Yeah, man, I'm... <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we're sitting down and doing this. I'm glad we're forcing ourselves to do this. Um, there's been a heck of a lot of good wrestling. Um, just not a lot of time to talk about it. Just either traveling here or there, or you know. Obviously, congratulations to you. You just got a promotion at work. Another one, man. You're kicking butt over there. So obviously, that's keeping you busy. Um, I'm up to my eyeballs and shit at work. Yeah, Little, well, literally shit. It I, seems like I was going to say. I hope that's not actually accurate. But all right, that's that's cool. Um, did just get back from a nice little vacation from Puerto Rico. Yeah, how was really? that? It was it was amazing. Oh my god, it was amazing. My wife's family is doing spectacular. The island is doing great. I was, I was gonna ask that. So happy to be down there. They're doing way better than we expected. It was just it was a, such a great time. The weather was amazing. I wish I was still down there right now. Yeah, wait. You don't want to be in sunny Dayton, Ohio. I don't want to be in my house because right now my entire house feels like it's under construction. Oh geez, what's going on? Um, let's see. Complete kitchen gut. Oh, flooring throughout the house, massive concrete patio thing. Um, I don't know. It feels like there's just so much stuff going on. It's yeah. just absolutely your house, and your, your house and your bank account are going under construction. That apparently, I literally feel cheap. like Little Wayne at the strip club, except I'm making it rain to contractors and home improvement stores. Well, are they naked? <laughs> uh, God, I hope not. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I did see a butt crack or two from my contract. I'm sure the plumber was there. The plumber was there, man. Um, so yeah, dude. So uh, you know, it's been a minute. It's it's been a minute. Um. You get to catch any of that final X action? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it was nice. So no joke. Uh, I, I took a little backpacking trip in Red River Gorge with my buddy Chris <laughs> right. a few weeks ago. And I think that was when final X, uh, I think it was Lincoln. I think that's when Lincoln was going on. I think you're right. Yeah. And um, uh, we had Wi-Fi up there. And so we what? we hung this little Bluetooth speaker from a carabiner and basically mounted a cell phone on a tree and we sat in our camping chairs and around the campfire and drank a few adult soda pops and watched 
Kyle Snyder literally kick the living shit out of Kyvan Gadsden. <laughs> of all ways to watch Final X, that might be one of the best ones. It was nice. That might be one of the best ones. I, I just did it up here. Um, yeah, you know, it's a... Uh, what are your thoughts on Final X? I guess, you know, if you were just diving right in, I mean, unless you want to talk about some other stuff. I mean, you know, it's it's obviously... Can we talk about Sam Stoll getting shot? Yo, you want to talk about him getting shot in the knee? I heard he got shot in the knee. <laughs> well, it says it on... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you know, I tell you what, Flo's got the scoop. It says it on there and... Uh, Tom Brands released a statement about it. I mean, <laughs> like, geez. Apparently, okay, so first time, Stam Stoll, I mean, if you haven't heard, got shot in the knee. He's the heavyweight returning All-American from Iowa. They say it's non-life-threatening. He's fine. You know. I mean, it's in his, yeah, I hope it's non-life-threatening. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, sorry, the whole story makes me want to joke. <laughs> well, I got to get through, like, the <laughs> the stuff about where we, like, or, like, we're glad he's not dead before we can start making fun they of him. They said it was an accident. Well, honestly, Ben, when I first heard about it, what? <laughs> I thought he shot himself. <laughs> well, I, I, from what I've heard is that somebody else shot him, but I mean, it could be very well be possible. Who knows? Except for him and whoever else was there at four thirty in the morning. Oh, four thirty in the morning, right? Oh, you know there was alcohol involved at four thirty in the morning. Uh, you know, I mean, we can't make any allegations, but speculate. Specula- can I make an assumption though? Speculative. Oh, you certainly can. I'm going to make an assumption. Speculatively, I would say probably from my time in college at four thirty in the morning, I wasn't. <laughs> if I was up at four thirty in the morning, I was doing one of two things. And uh, it wasn't shooting myself in the knee, I'll tell you that much. If I'm playing with guns at 4.30 in the morning, there's a good chance I got a good buzz going. Yeah, he needs. He should have been playing with something else. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Himself or something else. Stay away from the guns. <laughs> you think this is going to hinder his ability to keep firing off all those leg attacks he likes to take? <laughs> you know, I, just, I think it's really going to mess with his drop step. <laughs> I feel so wrong. Well, we it's terrible. Making, we should be making it, it is sad. Well, look, I mean, the bottom line is, yeah, I don't mind having a good laugh at it now that we know he's okay because, you know. I'm pretty sure you do somebody started following that. us on Twitter called Stoll's Knee. <laughs> Jeez. Well, he's going to need that back. Well, the worst part is it's like I, I guess it's super ironic because he's had like multiple knee surgeries. Like he hasn't, he doesn't have the best of knees before a bullet pierced them. Um, so I'm guessing, I mean, right? If you, I don't know what happened unless it was like a graze or a flesh wound. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of flesh on that man. That is, like, I mean, he's probably not going to wrestle. You don't think so? I don't know, man. I don't. What if he shot himself and broke, like shattered his kneecap? I mean, you're probably not doing much of anything. Oh no, you make me feel bad for laughing when you put it that way. Well, you know, but at the same time, if you do it to yourself, or. You, we don't know. Well, I don't give a shit, man. I mean, I feel bad for him, too, but he, he got shot in the knee. Well, thank God for that right to bear arms. Looks like it's working out well for Stan Stoll and his buddies. All right. We're on to the next gonna, topic. We are certainly not having a Second Amendment topic on this <laughs> podcast because uh, I like all of our listeners. <laughs> Uh, no, all kidding aside, man, you know, you asked me what my thoughts are on Final X, and it's funny. I was going to ask you the same thing, like initial thoughts, and my initial thoughts are this. It's like... Wh- to be honest, give credit where credit's due. I think Final X was a lot better than anybody probably had previously thought before it went on, or when it was first announced. Um, I think for the fans who are watching from home, it's fantastic. I mean, you get a chance to sit in the comfort of your own home and watch this event over three weekends, um, watch some of the best wrestling that the United States has to offer. Um, I still think, you know, I think splitting it up over multiple locations, it, it, it kind of sucks from the people that like to go watch it live because, 
you know, speaking from personal experience, being able to go out to the world team trials a year ago and sit there and watch it all take place. Um, you know, the men's freestyle that, and that is. was out there in Lincoln, right? And that was in Lincoln. Um, I, I will say, I will tell you this. Um, I, I, I like the, the spotlight that it brings to some of our greatest athletes. And I cannot speak enough about how happy I am that the women get to wrestle alongside the men um, in this event because a lot of people got to see because this is one of those things where it went, you know, you know, male, female, male, female match or whatnot. But a lot of people got to see and some probably for the first time the uh, how good these women are, uh, the personalities of some of these women get to kind of put some faces and some wrestling styles with the names that you see on social media. So I don't know, Ben, um, I like it. There's a lot I like about it, and I think it will only continue to get better. So give credit where credit's due. What about you? Some of the best matches were the women's matches, looking back on it. They, they really were. We have some talented women, and you obviously know a little bit more about women's wrestling than I do. I know the, I know the main heavy hitters, um, but some of the up-and-comers, like, you know, I'll, I'll talk about Forrest Molinari. Um, <clears throat> She's actually been around for a little bit, man. Right, and I just didn't know yeah. because, you know, but these women are amazing, you know, and I, and I think that they're going to get some medals, which we've consistently been able to do that. The women, get, the women got medals last year, too, so— yeah. It's funny you say that about the women's matches because, honestly, if you think about it, I like that the Final X kind of evened the competitive advantage with the person that typically gets to sit to the finals. Right, right. Okay, so that's great. But if you think about it, when it came to the men's freestyle, it pretty much went chalk. Yeah, I mean, I think that it did. If, if we had done this the way, you know, the way it was in years past, any, everybody that would have sat to the finals, for the most part— would have won, you know, won anyway. I think they did. Right? So Gilman, medalist, yep. won. Um, Steber wouldn't have said, I don't think. Right, he, he wouldn't have year. Um, Green, won. Burroughs, won. I mean, obviously, Dake Taylor. Um, Jaden Cox, Which wouldn't won. have sat. Kyle Cox Snyder, Gwizdowski, they yeah, all. But yeah. No, you're right. You're, you're exactly right. Um, but is the women, that's where we saw... Some of the, you know, I, I don't want to call them upsets, but maybe there were we, definitely some. Maybe we saw some results upsets. that we weren't expecting happen on the women's side, which I thought was great. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you. What did the women get last year? I know there was at least three, four medals, and that was without, um, without Adeline Gray wrestling. Correct. Last year, I don't so, remember exactly what they got, but well, yes. I know Becca Leathers got a medal. She was bronze. Uh, 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 Helen, Helen won it, and then Allie um, Reagan. Allie Reagan got a medal. Yeah. Um, I don't think Tamira. No, so I think there was year, three so. medals. Yeah, I think, and you're that right. was without. Adeline. So yeah. I mean, that's pretty. It's a pretty good uh, showing. So obviously, the women are bringing home some hardware. Uh, you know, as I always do, I get on the message boards and I see people complain about Final X. About the, the, the number one complaint um, beyond the stream, um, and we can get to that here in a second, was that I got to sit through women's matches. Oh, they can go the fuck home for all yeah. I care. Stop. Guys. Yeah, I mean, just just stop. What, what are you? You're telling me that, and. and um, and sorry about my language, but that's that no, I agree with you. one of the most ignorant comments that you can that you can absolutely make. Like just just go home, turn off your TV, don't even watch wrestling. Yeah, just, because Jacara Winchester versus Becca Leathers wasn't entertaining. Yeah, get out in the woods, go have another Deliverance episode with you and your buddies. We, we don't want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, if if you, if you don't think I think it's Jakara, I apologize. Um, Winchester versus Becca Leathers wasn't entertaining, then you're crazy. Because that, that was result, the best match of the night. That result shocked the hell out of me because Becca Leathers is nails tough. Bronze medalist last year. That match was, I mean, it was off the chain. Dude, Winchester, I mean, if she, she, gets she, a, was, she, she gets was, her hands on you? She was throwing the kitchen. I mean, right. she was just putting her on her back. Yeah, if she gets her hands on you, 
She was hitting foot sweeps. Yep. She got the foot sweep in her back pocket. She was hitting um, all, <laughs> types of, uh, all types of um, kind of upper body tie stuff. Uh, that was awesome. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to run this down, and we're going to talk about kind of some of our favorite matches, both men and women. Um, but, you know, to, to hear that, it kind of – it kind of – it it pains me a little bit to read that stuff because oh I got to sit through the women's matches. What do you mean you got to sit through the women's matches? That means that you haven't done enough to, um, to to educate yourself on that because if you don't think that those are entertaining, then you're stupid. Because you know what those women, those matches are more entertaining than watching Kyle Snyder piss pound freaking Kevin Gatson. You're absolutely right. I mean. When I went to the Women's College Wrestling Championships this past winter, we were talking about hypothetical matches that we would have loved to have seen there. And the number one hypothetical match was Kayla Miracle versus Mallory Velt. They were at different weight classes. Uh, Where'd Velt wrestle for? Velt wrestled for, Velty wrestled for Simon Simon Fraser. Yeah. And, you know, Miracle, four-time national champ. Velty, three-time national champ. You know, previous world team member. Um, And we finally got to see them do battle at Final X. And it was one of the matches I was most looking forward to. It was the women's match I was most looking forward to. It's one of the only ones that went to three, right? I mean, not many went to three. No, you're and right. That's another thing is, um, so just final match generally, you kind of gave your um, impressions of it. So I guess I'll I'll give you mine. Please. One, um, apparently there were some issues. So I watched, I didn't watch last night live, but what I did do is I avoided all, um, um, all, uh, Internet um, activity to be able to watch it, and I got on and I clicked immediately to the event page so you, you couldn't didn't see give it. Up porn? No, shut up. So, so I watched it not live, so it was it was nice. Um, but apparently there were some streaming issues. Now, you know, take that for what it is. But come on, man, we got to get that right um, because if the people that are watching it live, I didn't have a streaming issue when I watched it live the other couple times. So, but do so, you like Final X? Well, do you like yeah, the format of Final X? That question. Um, I love the concept. I think that there can be tweaks, but that's not a um, that's not a knock on uh, Final X because anytime you do something for the first time, generally you're not always going to get it perfect. I think it did. A, they did a great job. I think spread out over three weeks is a blessing and a curse. I think it's cool um, because it's uh, it shortens the amount of time you need to be available to watch it um, if you're at home. But I also think it's tough because you're like. All right, I've got to be available. Like last night, I just you know I had plans, so which you know which is fine, but you know so I had to watch it on delay. I think maybe if you did it over two days, now it's gonna be more matches. It's gonna be a twenty twenty something match of the day over two ma- over two days on either a Saturday Sunday or Friday Saturday, one place. Maybe um, maybe. Maybe you'll get some more. But you just said over two days, though. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, if you think about it, look but it, but it's but it's a weekend day. You know, like how many times have we strapped in and been like, all right, here's the you know the weekend of where I'm just going to be busy and I'm just going to be stuck watching wrestling. I understand why they. I totally understand why it goes over three weekends, man. Because if you know you're wrestling, it's not just the men's freestyle. You're wrestling the women with them, and just taking a look at um, at, at, what was it, Lehigh? Maybe it was Lehigh. I think it's Lehigh. Um, the last one. Where did Steve wrestle? Oh, Steve wrestled Lincoln. No, he did not. No, he wrestled State College with David Taylor. So just looking at at, at Penn State. You're right. um, There was 14 matches that took place that night. Okay? That's going to take some time. You've got to space this out over multiple weekends when you're wrestling men with the women when every weight class has the chance to go three matches. Okay? So it's going to take some time. So I get why they did that. But I I hear your complaint. I hear your argument. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they could do maybe two weekends. And then maybe do like uh, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday over two weekends. I don't know. Um, look, in the bo- I guess I guess the bottom line is it wasn't 
the worst thing. I thought it was pretty neat. What I do like about it, you know, it's not that I don't didn't enjoy watching the World Team Trials because I would sit down and I'd be like, all right, strap in. I'm going to watch a lot of wrestling over the next couple of days, which was nice, but I didn't think it was necessarily fair. And people will argue, make that argument that, like, you know, Burroughs doesn't have to go to the challenge tournament. Dake's got to go to the entire challenge tournament. Now, granted, he earned it. He had the medals. Those were the rules. But I think that you get a better look at you get a better look at um, the athletes being able to perform at their peak when they're both wrestling under the same um, type of uh, stress from the body. Now, it still makes you know it still makes the one guy go through the challenge tournament to get his spot in Final X, where the other guy gets to sit. But then they don't have to wrestle on the same day. No, I. Yes, you're absolutely right. Look, I, I said it earlier. I love the fact that it evens the playing field because there's been multiple times in years past where certain weight classes on the United States national team or world team, Olympic team, whatever, was determined because somebody got hot at a specific tournament, not necessarily the best guy won the spot. And this kind of uh, eliminates some of that, right. some of that aspect. And I, and I love that. I, I absolutely love it. So um, we haven't actually sat down and, and, and chatted, uh, you know, kind of match by match or, you know, not necessarily. I mean, I think we should probably acknowledge our world team generally. Um, but I think there's definitely some matches I'd like to talk about a little bit more than others, um, both men's and women's side. I mean, do you want to just kind of start from the beginning or what do you want to do? Um, yeah, I mean, first off, let me let's let's talk about this men's team as a whole just for a second. Cool. I'm good with um, that. Excuse me. A lot of chatter out there. You know, this is kind of like the United States men's wrestling uh, freestyle version of the Dream Team. A um, lot of who's medals. Scotty Pippen. A lot of medals on this team. Oh, who's Scotty? P- if I'm picking a Scotty Pippen, I'm saying James Green. He he is the Scotty Pippen to Jordan Burroughs, Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm sure James Green probably isn't thrilled about that uh, analogy. Scotty Pippen was one of the top 50 NBA players of all time. I like the name Pippen. Yeah, <laughs> you like Pippi Longstock. Who, who's Christian Leitner? <laughs> Nation. 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 <laughs> no, anyway. Um, what are your thoughts on this team as a whole? Do you think this is one of the best teams we've put out in multiple, you know, many cycles? Oh, man. You know, and so my history is limited by the fact that um, I go back and I look at a lot of results from, you know, like the 80s and 90s, but it's not like I was there, you know. Um, d- definitely since, you know, I've been wrestling, this is. This appears to be the best team. We have seven people with medals, so let's just look at it from a medal base, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's only th- so there's only three weight classes where we're not where we're not running a world medalist out there. And think we, of who two who two of those right, are. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, hot dog. Sorry, man, I'm getting excited. I know, me too, me too. Um, we used to struggle to get medals. You know, imagine think of the dog days of the early. Do you remember 2000s? the mid two thousands? Those teams of the mid two thousands, they were. We we were coming up with a medal or two at most. I don't even know if we were doing that. Right. And now we're sending a team with seven medals. I mean, I think Jordan Burroughs has six of them. Has six medals alone. Right. But, I mean, seven guys. You're right. Seven guys on this team has medals. Three of them have golds. Ugh. Stiebler. Snyder. Burroughs and, and Burroughs. Snyder. Um, and then the t- two of the three that we're sending that don't have medals have are uh, ranked higher than almost everybody else on our team compared to the world. I believe... Taylor and Dake. Taylor, I believe both of them ranked second in the world. Yes, I'm not sure what their UWW rankings are. I, I don't know about UWW. But I, I, I know that there are some rankers out there that have them ranked second in the world. Yeah. And, and and rightfully so, in my opinion. So, yeah, it's the dream team. Yeah, it, this team. Now, the hard part about it is you look at this team compared to last year, but remember we have two more weights, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we last year I think we did something that is crazy. We took We got six out of eight medals. 
we we got six out of eight medals, right? We did, yeah, Zane and um, Stiebler were the only ones that didn't medal. Gilman did. Yeah, I mean everybody else yeah, did. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So I think you're right. And I think if you get six out of ten, we're excellent. So I think six out of ten could win it this year. Um, this is yeah, this is absolutely the best team I've ever seen. What I mean, what about you? You you you're a little more historically knowledgeable than I am. I'm not going to say it's the best team I've ever seen. I think it's probably the best team that we've put out as a whole um, for quite a long time. And to me, that's just you, you can't even debate that. But you go back to you know some of those teams in the early 80s that were just amazing and brought home a lot of medals. Um, on the real, you know, the uh, is that the John Smith era? He was the nineties, wasn't he? Uh, that was kind of like back with the uh, the Schultz. Um, oh yeah, you know yeah. all those guys. Fox um, Farms. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, those were some phenomenal teams, but they only dealt with one Russia. You know what I'm saying? So it's tougher now. Don't even get it. Don't even act like the fact that Russia split up makes it. I mean, it makes it way harder. Oh, extremely. But you're you, look in the last twenty years. Yeah, b- best team by far. It, best team by That's far. That's what I'm talking and about. And I'm pumped. Dude. I'm pumped to watch this team compete. Um, I'm intrigued by by the women's team. You know, I'm I'm, I'm really intrigued by this women's Nervous team. Nervous by the turnover. I am too. Now, granted, it was earned turnover. You know, it was earned. These, uh, you know, they got beaten out for the spots, but I don't know. I, I you're right. No, I, I agree with you there. We still got one women's spot to uh, to settle. That's the uh, Helen Marula spot. She's got that that match later on against uh, Alex Hedrick. Um, another Simon Fraser, another Simon Fraser wrestler. Marulis was herself as My well. My guess is that Marulis is heavily favored. Oh yeah, you know better than me. You know, it's funny too. I, you know, Alex Hedrick is basically not a name that you you've probably heard or heard I have, often. I haven't heard. Of her. um, first time I heard of her name was at the Women's College Wrestling National Championships. She was a freshman. Came out of no, hadn't heard anything about her all season. Came out of nowhere. To um, basically finish runner-up, she lost her own teammate. I think Dominique Parrish five to four. She's down five to two with a few seconds left in the match. Was able to get a takedown. Um, oh wow! So was a runner-up this year as a freshman. I think she's a you know a couple-time uh, California state champ at the, on the girls' level out there. So she's young. She is young. Oh, she's extremely young. And I think this might be a situation too where, you know, because it's Helen Marulis, you saw a lot of women clear out and go to other weights. Right. You see that a lot in the women's in the women's weight classes. I mean, she was um, so dominant at Worlds oh, last year. I, I, I think she like teched everybody and didn't get like a point scored on her barely. If we're talking across all divisions, men and women, she's you know one of the top five wrestlers in the world. Yeah, and a, that foot sweep. Whew. she's nasty. Dude. It is. Yeah, it's so. Good. Yeah, I mean, I'm geeked up about the team we're sending. I almost need to like like I was thinking about this that this morning. I almost need to like temper my expectations. You know, temper my expectations yes. a little bit because, yes. you know, a lot went right last year. Yep. We had a lot of good draws. Yep. Not, to say, not to say we wouldn't, not to say that some of those guys wouldn't have meddled if they were put in different positions. I think we had great draws except for Steve had a terrible draw. Awful. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't think. Plus he's vegan. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's vegan. I guess that has something to do with it. Uh. <laughs> um, Zane had, you know, Zane was just, you know, he was a little young there, but. We had some great draws. So. How are you going to win in combat sports if you don't eat meat? It is a little, it is a little strange. That is, that is a little strange. Do you think the Spartans from a long time ago ate meat? I, I, my guess is that they weren't eating Spam or tofu or whatever that stuff. Pretty sure vegans Shit. don't eat Spam. What is Spam? I don't fucking know it's what like Spam is. It's like canned processed meat with a nice outer layer of lube on it. Well. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> so what do you think about uh, Thomas Gilman versus Dayton Fitz? 
man, that's... <sighs> Thomas Gilman's good. Yeah. I think he is really good, and... Dayton Fix may very well be the future at that weight. You know, I, you got guys like Spencer Lee too. I mean, so who, who knows what's going to happen? But you know, that's going to be in the ring there. Thomas Gilman, I think, did not get a ton of credit leading up to Final X because Dayton Fix is the hot name, and Keep Thomas the crap Gilman, out of Tony Ramos, yes, and Thomas Gilman is not the most likable character to a lot of wrestling fans, but he showed that it, it, it was almost like, look. I'm the big brother in this situation. I'm the man. You're the boy. This is my spot. I'm a returning world silver medalist, and I'm hard to score on. I can score when I need to, and that's exactly what he did. Yep. You're right. He big brothered him, and, I mean, he, he was just bigger. You could tell that Fix was outsized. I mean, Fix is, Fix is a, was a red shirt last year. Thomas Gilman is a, a large 57-kilogram uh, guy, in my opinion. I mean, at least he looks like it to me. Um, you know, he did what? What I think we both thought he was what he was going to do. He was going to limit Dayton Fix's ability to get to his offense. Dayton Fix could not get into to a leg, and every time he got in on a leg, stuffed Tom, him. Yeah, Thomas Gilman. I mean, it was it wasn't even. I think Dayton Fix got in on one shot that I thought was even legitimate chance of finishing. You know, it was I mean the most honestly the most surprising thing to me about that that matchup was the fact that Thomas Gilman won two matches to none. I thought Fix could get a match, but you're absolutely right. Gilman shut down Dayton's ability to even get to the leg. I mean, I think, what, he won the first match 6-3. The second match completely shut him down 1-2-1. to one. Right. I mean, that's what's crazy, too, is Gilman is a returning world silver medalist ranked 13th in the world right now. Right. No he respect. took some losses at World Club's Cup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, but I'd like to, you know, I, he didn't have a lot of offense. You know, he didn't have a ton of offense. He scored when he needed to. And maybe Dayton fixed it just that good. You know, he. I mean, he, obviously, Dayton Fix. If I recall, Tech fought his way to a junior world title last year. I think so. you're right. I don't even think he gave up a point. Or right. Maybe he gave up one point. Right. So it's one or the other. So it's it's not like it's, it's Dayton Fix is the future, along with you know a very on a very short list of guys that are going to represent that could potentially represent us at 57 k- kilograms. It's funny you say that though. Like Thomas Gilman is this old grizzled veteran that's been holding down the weight class for years. This is his second year in the weight. Right. Yeah. No, he's still young. He's still young. I think his reign will be short. Because of the guys like Fix and Lee, I think eventually they might overtake him. I mean, or who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe he—he's a little limited compared to some of those other guys. But he's just—he's savvy enough. Um, he was savvy enough to get those wins there. I think we got a great representative. I, I, we're going to get to this guy later, obviously, but not having a ton of offense does not hurt you at much at this level if you've got a defense that people just cannot score on. Kyle Dake's a classic example of that. Probably got some of the best defense in the world. We're going to talk about him later. But if guys can't score on you, they can't beat you. Right. You're, you're, you're exactly right. Um, and, and Gilman, he has some offense. You know, I just didn't see that single leg, that patented single leg. That, that single leg got him a silver medal last year, his ability to latch on that single leg and yep. suck it up. The only, time that it, the only time he couldn't do it was against the um, – Guy from uh, Japan in the finals of the world last year, and that guy was just out. Of, that guy's, great. That guy's, I mean, I, he's probably ranked one or two in Most the world likely. right now, would be my guess. How about Nation, man? Is this the Nation Garrett we've been waiting to see for the last five freaking years we've or whatever? We've been asking that question, right? I mean, is it finally, are we finally getting to see Nation, or is this the product of a weak weight class? I think it's a little column A, column B. Um, you know, I think it is a weaker weight class. Obviously, you know, Joe Colon in the United States is certainly a formidable opponent, but 
I'm not sure he has significant success overseas. Nashawn Garrett looked very good. Um, you know, he he uh, th- that batch went three. That was one that went three, right? Uh, yes. Um, and, you know, Cologne beat him in the first one. Uh, Cologne kind of savvied him, got a single leg, took him down, and was able to stop Nashawn. And, and then Nashawn just got his offense going. The thing that I actually am more impressed about here compared to when they wrestled, I think it was in the U.S. Open, when it, they scored like 30-something points, <laughs> Nashawn had a little bit better defense. Nashawn had a little bit better defense. Yeah, he did. Um, he didn't give up nearly as many points. He he didn't let Cologne just chuck him to his back. Dude, did you just fart? No, that I did not. That sounded horrible. No, I did not. I don't know why you always bring that up. Um, so, so anyways, you know, Nashawn Garrett, Nashawn, I, I, I say Nashawn because of Tayshawn Campbell. Nashawn Garrett. Nashawn. <laughs> Nashawn. It's Nashawn. Nashawn Garrett, I, I'm not sure what his metal aspirations look like on the world stage. But remember, I don't think many people thought Gilman was going to pull a medal out of his butt last year. And he ended up in the world finals. So who knows about Nashawn? Um, I'll tell you one thing. It was clear that he's, it's clear that he's our best representative based on Final X. I think you're right. I think Nashawn can probably score on almost anybody in the world. The problem is, is he going to put himself in danger to where people can really pick him apart or put him on his back and, and score a lot of points quick? I think that's that's ultimately going to be the detriment of him. I don't see him meddling. I think 61 kilograms is an extremely tough weight class at the world level. Um, but I do agree with you. I think he is our best representative. And I'm excited to see what he can put together offensively against some of these other guys around the world. And you know what he was doing against Joe Cologne, which I thought was surprising. Um, and maybe I just haven't watched enough Nashawn Garrett on the um, senior level. He gut wrenched him a couple times, you know. So he had some parterre offense. Mm-hmm. If if he can if he can get a decent gut wrench from a um, his double leg, lock up a gut, and finish that real quick like he did against Joe Cologne, who knows? Who knows? Um, you know, I think it's a. Uh, I think we need to temper expectations with him, but I think it's very clear, like I said, that he's he's by far, by far and away, the best representative at 61 kilograms. And I would even, I, I mean, I don't know, I'd have to see him against Kendrick Maple, but Kendrick Maple couldn't make the weight. Yep. Nope. You're right. Logan, Logie Bear. Yeah. What do what do we get, what do we expect from him this time? And do you do you do you think like he's still the best that we have to offer at that weight class, or do you think if Zane Rutherford had been at that weight, he'd be representing us? If Zane was at that weight, he'd probably be representing us. I don't think Zane can make that weight. You don't think so? On same day weigh-ins, no, you're right. One hundred forty-three I mean, pounds. He wrestled one forty-nine in college. Is it one forty-three? Yeah, one forty-three and a half. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. You can you can fact check me, but I, I believe that's the, that's the weight class. Um, so. He's definitely the best that we had to offer, uh, um, you know, out of the guys that entered. I mean, I don't think there's any controversy there. You know, he 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 lost. He took a he took a loss to uh, Ironman at uh, at US, US Open. Open. But you know, he comes back and he beats McKenna eight eight, um, and then just completely blew it open. Second, yeah, match. blew it open second match. Right. Well, McKenna made a stupid mistake by trying to fight off after Logan got behind him, and Logan um, took him for four. He shot in. Got behind him, but there was a standing position, and yep. Logan kind of uh, st- standing gutted him. Uh, and I mean, Logan got four off of him twice. Uh, Logan fought him, I think, in the first match too. McKenna's. I'm I'm more impressed that McKenna went after went after Logan. It was to an eight eight match in the first one. To be honest with you, I think that McKenna might have something to say about uh, you know the future there as well. All right. What do you think? I mean, I, I'm not sure Logan is. 
He's I, so hot and cold, and everybody says it, but but it's true. I mean, you know, he'll go out and beat a Haji Aliyev, and then he'll go out and lose to a dude that nobody's really heard of. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that ad nauseum. You never know what you're going to get with him. He can be the gunslinger. He, lately, he's kind of uh, reeled in a little bit. He has. Um, what I like about him right now, I think when Logan is <laughs> – when the expectations are real high for him is typically when we get let down. And right now, I th- think people have tempered their expectations on him. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people on this team that are um, kind of in the spotlight more than he is right now. So I'm curious to see how he goes out and handles himself at this World, you know, this, uh, world Championships. Um, but he, he's a guy. He's another guy on this team that on any given day could, could win the gold or he can go – and one. I mean, I think we forget how talented he really is, even on a senior level. He's amazing. You know, I mean, he's a world he, champion. When he beat Opon Sot way back in the day, it beat the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he wins worlds. Um, I, I, you know, I think that he's, um, you know, he's obviously beaten Haji Aliyev. He beat um, oh the Russian dude that ended up winning the Olympics, I believe, um, in sixteen at sixty five kg. Um, you know, and then didn't, 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 Logan didn't even make the team. So, you know, he's got some elite-level, senior-level wins. Um, I like that. I like what you said about how, you know, he goes out and wins Worlds, We're you know, and then we all get high on him, and then he goes in and he just looks – he looks really bad at Worlds last year. I mean, he looked like he was cutting a lot of weight. He looked tiny. He just looked like he didn't have it. I mean, he got kind of got his butt kicked. Um, so we're like, eh, you know. I'm not sure really that we're that great. we're not feeling that great about him. So maybe right now, maybe right now it's good that he, we're not talking about him. He is one guy, honestly, on this team that I absolutely think same day weigh-ins for his weight class is going to benefit him the most. I think now he's not in between weights. Okay, I think when it was two day really? weigh-ins, we saw him in between weights a lot. He was cutting a ton to get down to sixty one. Um, at sixty five, he just was smaller than everybody else. Now I think this is yeah. perfect for him. So I'm really interested to see how that uh, translates to his performance at the World Championships. I mean, yeah, he's got all the talent in the world. He's uh, he's one of our best folk-style wrestlers of all time in college, and he certainly has done enough to, uh, to, to give you hope on the freestyle circuit, not just from his elite wins but also his, his world gold medal. Um, look, I, I, think that, I think that we're represented very well at this weight. I, I, look, you got a real champion yeah, at this weight. Exactly. I mean, do I think Zane would is probably be a better representative if he could make the weight? Yeah, maybe. But we have we'd have to see it. You know, last time they wrestled, Logan beat him, and that was at the uh, team trials for um, um, not Worlds but uh, Olympics. And what's what's great about this weight too is you've got two guys behind Logan right now that are young and really good in McKenna and Ironman. So I think we're going to be okay at this weight for a while. I'm not saying we're going to bring home a ton of medals. We shall see. Logan's obviously a real champion. Well, and then you got like McKenna a Yannick Nakamahalis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got some dudes. You, you really do. Yeah, I mean, you so got it, some dudes. It, it's going to be interesting to see how this weight class, you know, unfolds in the future. But I'm excited to see Logan wrestle at another world championship. Yeah. And, and I thought he looked good in Final X. I thought he looked good. Um, you know, he's, he, he's changed his style. He's not the gunslinger anymore. You know, if you watch him wrestle, he's not the gunslinger. He's not putting himself in the bad positions, which he would capitalize on sometimes and he wouldn't capitalize on other times. He's really picking his spots a lot more. You know what? Hey, I'm happy that we got a Buckeye on there. And it's cool because, you know, we didn't see any of that Gilman Ramos or um, Dennis Ramos type drama 
you know, these guys, you oh, know, class they, all the yeah, way. They, they battled, and um, it is what it is. And I think if even if Logan wouldn't have won the spot, you know, he probably would have made comments about, hey, congratulations to Joey McKenna. Absolutely, that's just the way they are. The entire their entire talk up to this was as classy as it could get. I mean, McKenna's comments about you know. This is why I went to Ohio State was to train with Logan and to be able to wrestle him at this type of stuff. Right. I mean, that was that just shows you the level of respect they have. Anyway, I think we've I like it, man. I, I mean, shown I, our Buckeye bias enough on this. Nah, I don't give a shit. Let's talk about James Green, probably the most underrated United States wrestler we have. Probably the worst set of two matches I've ever seen in my life. They were boring. Oh my god! Like you know, two o two one, right? Yeah, I have a I have a bone to pick. Oh, you got a bone. bone to pick. You got a bone, okay. <laughs> got a bone over here. Better than a boner. <laughs> well, I got that too. Oh. We just got done talking about the Buckeyes. Come on. So James Green, you know, that goes out and he beats Jason. And Jason Chamberlain, who they didn't wrestle in college, or didn't wrestle at the same place in college, but I guess Jason Chamberlain went out and trained um, in Nebraska afterwards for a while. Yeah, Chamberlain's a Boise State guy. Right, but he trained in Nebraska. So him and James Green used to train together. So James Green Lost tweet- to your boy in the NCAA Finals. Right. So James Green tweets out, Afterwards, sorry guys, that's what happens when two people know each other, you know, the matches were boring. Bullshit. You know who knew each other? McKenna Steber. And those matches weren't boring. They went after and put up 16 points in the first match. And then Logan went up there, went out there and shut him out 8-0, second match. So I, I would have liked to have seen, if we're talking strictly final acts, we can talk about James Green's potential and the fact that I think he's ranked like second or third in the world. And he's excellent. Yeah, and I expect a medal from him. But come on, dude, that was boring. You watch the matches, right? Yeah. Honestly, Green I mean, didn't do shit. Well, hold on. And that's funny you say that. Um, while I don't disagree with you, you could tell it was plain as day. Chamberlain's entire game plan was to keep this match close and keep it to a one-score match to try to score at the end to pull out a victory. Could you please get back from the refrigerator with your beer so you can start chiming in on this? I can't talk any slower. I got you a beer too, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, I mean, it was obvious. Chamberlain did not do anything but uh, try to, to, keep it try close, to right? maintain position, try to keep it close. How many times did Chamberlain get put on the clock? Uh, I mean, that was three, that was three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I mean, I think he got put on the clock pretty quick in the first match and pretty quick in the second match as well, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he did nothing. And it's not. I'm not knocking Chamberlain. I mean, you're going against one of the best guys in the world, one of the best guys in the United States for sure. So, so uh, what do you do? In the world, yeah. You can't just continue to. Oh, you can't really just open up because James Green is going to pick you apart. And do you fault James Green maybe for not open? Now, see, so I'm going devil's advocate on myself because yeah, we want to see an exciting match, right? But can you fault James Green for saying, dude, if I open up and I make one mistake because he's not going to do anything? So if I open up and make one mistake, I could lose my world team spot. Chamberlain is a very strong guy. He uh, it can hold position really well, and I think it was, you know, I think it was probably frustrating James Green, but Green knew that this was going to happen, and I thought Green did what the savvy veteran yeah. uh, who has owned the spot should and, and would do in his position, and, and, and he did it, and he did it well. He he ultimately beat Chamberlain at Chamberlain's game that he wanted to play and prevailed with the spot. I mean, you know what James Green did um, excellently? Is um, held position but center. He really did. I yes. mean, he did not. He owned the center of the mat. Won the hand, it won the hand fighting yeah, battles. I think that Jason Chamberlain could have been put on the um, the clock more. I agree. To be honest with you, 
Um, that's not the style of the way they, they ref these matches, though. But I tell you one thing. Um, you're you're right. I, I thought it was I thought it was an extremely boring match. He did what he needed to do to make our world team. But but there's no trust me. There's nobody I'd rather have on at seventy kilos than James Green. No. Okay. I think he's got a shot to potentially get it done and bring home that that gold this year. Um, you know, Chimizo's up. Yeah, Chimizo's not at seventy four. Goes back. I, at least we don't think you so. can't underestimate the same day weigh-ins, man. I mean, you just really can't. And it's gonna it's gonna change things. You think it's that helps the Americans? I do. With our gas tanks. I do. Yeah, as long as we're not cutting a ton. I do. Because we really, you know, we really have very few guys that are cutting a ton of weight to make their weight. Because I would say, what, Thomas Gilman might be the the biggest cutter. Maybe James Green second. Green's cutting. Yeah, he's big boy. Greasy's cutting probably the most. It's funny. Thomas Gilman can, that dude cuts weight for a living. You remember him from college. And and, and it doesn't bother him. No. It doesn't bother him. But it's funny you say that about James Green because when I was watching that match, I was looking at him just like, really like, just in awe by how big this guy looked. And everybody's talking about when Jordan Burroughs hangs it up, who's the next future at 74? Is it a guy like, you know, uh, Imar, Imar yeah. whoever else? We may see James Green bump up and be the future at that weight class well, for it could a couple be. more years. It, it could be because it was, it's an Olympic weight, right? Yes. Whereas 70 not. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, I mean, we're getting, now we're getting into some speculation because I don't think Imar's ever lost the green. Yo, but, bro, two boys. Sitting at a bar talking wrestling. That's what we do. That's right. Speculation. No, I love it. No, that's why. That's what I'm saying. Because I don't think IMR's ever lost to James Green. Freestyle? No, I I don't think they wrestle freestyle. Okay. Um, Yeah. I have a lot of respect for James Green. I think he's like our unsung hero award. He is Scottie Pippen. You're right. I've said that before. I I honestly think he is probably one of the most underappreciated wrestlers in our country, to be be frank. Yeah. And I think he's. Well, you can be frank, but I'll be Ben. Okay. Oh, got him! <laughs> and honestly, it's it's because of the guys who's been overshadowed. I mean, when you, when you, when you're coming up with guys like Burroughs and Snyder and everybody's you know poster boy David Taylor and then the Kyle Dakes <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, look, it's 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 easy to fall. You know, it's fall, easy to fall in the shadows. Yeah, it is. It is. But I'm a I'm a big greasy fan, baby. Um, I mean, he's got a world bronze, uh, a world silver. Um, you know, I'm expecting I'm expecting another medal hanging around his neck. So you're saying there's a chance? I'm saying there's a chance he can have, come home with the world gold. Um, yeah. No, finish your thought. That's all I got. Oh, moving <laughs> on. Do we even really need to talk about JB? Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> like, what, what do you think about Imar? Um, I thought. I mean, four one first match, he battled a little bit, got to him hooks. Yeah, I mean, I, look, a lot of feeling out that first match. Look, I think we talked about this in our last podcast episode. The, the most impressive thing to me about Imar was the fact that he was able to navigate the, you know, the challenge to even get to the final X based off of his limited freestyle experience since he started college. Beating out of Kolchetsky yeah, to, to to make the to make the final X. Um, I think he's got some. I think I think in the future he has he'll have something to say about a couple world team spots. But the the good news is, man. Our best wrestlers domestically and collegiately, you know, there's no guarantee they're making world teams now because we just have so many good guys. But eventually, look, eventually Father Time is going to catch up Jordan Burroughs. I don't know when that's going to be. I'm hoping it's after 2020 because I want a little redemption song right, for him. Right, Um But, you know, somebody's going to have to be there. But by then, who knows? Imar is going to be kind of, you know, g- getting up there then at that age. I thought that he battled. I tell you what, I think that, I mean, look, I think Imar is a good number two. 
I think he's a good number. Yeah, of course he's a good number two. I mean, anybody, anytime you have a guy of Imar's caliber as your number two guy on the national team ladder, yeah, he's absolutely good. But I think he can win matches. Let's not the get crazy here. I mean, look, it was two matches to zero. I think it was fifteen to two was the combined score of the two matches. I mean, JB shut him down. Oh, he shut him down. All right, Imar was never close to really scoring. Correct. Okay. I mean, I mean, seriously. So uh, impressive. Yes. Well, Burroughs rolled them up in the second match. Absolutely. He he really made some adjustments, and man, that's how good Jordan Burroughs is. I think that, man, I I personally just take it for granted how good he is and what he's done. Everybody does. Absolutely. Everyone takes Jordan Burroughs for granted. And again, it goes back to because we get spoiled by what we're seeing from Kyle Snyder. You know, think about this. Fanboys out there, okay, you know. And fangirls. The David Taylor, the David Taylor fanboys and fangirls. The Kyle Dake fanboys and fangirls. How great they are. Like you said, I think by some rankers, both David Taylor and Kyle Dake are ranked second in the world. And you know what? They've never made a world team spot, and why is that? Uh, David Taylor and, or excuse me, Jordan Burroughs and um, and uh, Jaden Cox. But yes, yes, exactly. I mean, so... I mean, JB's making an argument for the GOAT. He's uh, and he's just looking good. Let's just talk about him wrestling-wise for a little bit. I mean, he is uh, he... He don't... He, he figures... He, he, he adds to his game. He's still adding to his game at the age of 30 years old or whatever old he is. Ex- very, very cerebral now. I mean, now he is a, he's a great tactician. He, he is playing chess while his opponents like Imar are playing checkers. You're exactly. That's a great way to put it. I mean, his his double legs back. I mean, it was back last year. Um, you know, not only did he add some laces to uh, to his game a couple of years ago, but now he's got a little bit of a gut wrench. Learning from Dayton Fix. You see those videos? Right. Yeah. yeah. Probably Dayton Fix has an amazing gut wrench, by the way. Oh, an excellent. That trap arm gut. That's how, how he, he sets I mean, it that's up. How he oh my god. I think Jordan Burroughs is a uh, is a guy. I don't know exactly how old he is. I thought he was around thirty. The, uh, yeah, at least. Um, I think he's got it. I think he's got it through twenty twenty. I hope. He said at least 2020. He said that, you know, some of these people are like, uh, um, what are they called? They're inspiration team. Like Sam Hayeswinkle, just making a team at 35. Right. A Greco team. Right. You know, Jordan's like, hey, maybe I can. Well, yeah, if you don't have to do anything but push another guy. You know, it's literally, <laughs> damn it. That's... You talk about alligator arm wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never heard of that before, but that's funny. <laughs> um so JB, uh, he's kind of like the Tom Brady of uh, men's freestyle wrestling right now. Doing bros is yeah. He's taking care of himself. He doesn't look old. He looks so he's not good. Wrestling old. I mean, it, it, he's chiseled. Do you remember? Do you see him in the weigh-ins against Chimizo? Yeah. Now he weighed in at like he weighed in at seventy something. Um, but holy shit, he looked jacked. He's a physical specimen who's taking care of himself. He, I mean. Ben, we're talking about his wife is lucky. One of the she greatest wrestlers in the world. Oh, she is very lucky. Yeah, extremely lucky. Yeah, and she knows it she too. She better know it. She knows it. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm sure he's lucky too. <laughs> yeah, he. he <laughs> I thought his kids are so cute. Did you see them? In oh, we're going to the kids now. <laughs> they were cute. I mean, we already talked about they the man's cute. wife. Now we're talking about his kids. His kids are cute, man. He seems like a, just a genuinely good guy. He seems like really. He has the right amount of confidence um, that doesn't, to me, bleed over to uh, arrogance. To, to arrogance, and he's humble in defeat. Um, he's an all-around great guy. He is. Could you ask for a better leader to go into battle with than Jordan Burroughs? Absolutely not. I think he is a leader of men on this team, and it's great to, that he's there with with the, some of the younger guys we have on the team. I think you, you hear high-level 
wrestlers. We'll talk about. We'll just keep it to wrestlers. You hear high level wrestlers talk about all the time, like you know the journey they've taken to get to where they are, the whole embracing the grind, all this kind of stuff. And sometimes it's it's just lip speak. Sometimes it really is just lip speak. But with Jordan Burroughs, it's extremely sincere when he talks about where he came from to where he is now and how he has truly enjoyed the ups and downs, the journey to get there, the grind, all that. I mean, uh, the man's a machine. He's a legend. He's a great ambassador. He is in the argument for the GOAT when it comes to the greatest U.S. wrestlers of all time. He's he's like one of the top two or three in that argument. Absolutely. You know, um, what's interesting is that, you know, he's – he doesn't have a lot in common probably with the younger guys, you know, because he's got two kids at home and a wife. You know, he's not going out and not, not that these guys are doing that. Maybe right now they are because they got wasted. Oh, you world. know he ain't going Girl, out to coffee shops or Thomas Gilman reading books and right, stuff. Right, you mean, know, grabbing a that. beer or B-dubs with these guys or something, you know. And I don't know if they do that right now anyways. None of these guys look like they grab beers at B-dubs. <laughs> they might. Except for Gwizowski, maybe. Dude, Gwiz looks freaking monster. <laughs> he looked good. Um, but, you know, he's not doing that. He's going home and probably... Hanging out with his wife, trying to get that third kid going on. Um, can we can we get off him and his family bed? <laughs> his wife's kind of cute. Oh, um, eighty six though. I mean, what do you want us to do? You want us to stand up and applaud David Taylor? No, I'd like to talk about Kyle Dake at seventy nine first. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ, Ben. <laughs> I forgot about. Well, I wanted to get to Taylor because he. I'm. I'm. My patience with him is thin. Can we talk about Kyle Dake? Yeah, go ahead. Everybody thought Zahid had a chance. Not everybody. A lot of people thought Zahid had a chance. Who thought Zahid had a chance? Our boy, Tommy B. from Blood Round. All right, Tommy, I'm calling you out right now. You you tweeted something out that said something. I may get this backwards, but my heart's telling me Dake. my, My gut says Dake. My heart says Dake, but my gut's telling me Zahid. Well, your gut is wrong. Yeah. Very wrong. It's wrong. I mean. I mean, the matches were competitive. Yes. Quote, unquote. I mean, they weren't blowouts. They weren't blowouts, but I mean, was it ever really in doubt? No, it's a terrible matchup. Okay, you take a guy like Zahid who is, just gets in on really deep leg attacks and put him against the guy who's like, all right, I don't care how deep you get in on me. I'm going to wrap my arms around your chest, and you're going to immediately shit yourself because you're going to be like, oh, if I move, I'm getting launched. Yes. Terrible matchup. The, the more I watch that match, the more I watch it go on. I mean, he got in on his legs probably half a dozen times, if not more. I mean, Kyle Dake obviously stopped one where he got in on a huge double leg. Yep. And Dake yep. was able to chest wrap and get his legs out. But a lot of the times, Zahid would get in. They'd be in a position where Zahid wasn't that close to scoring. Dake would wrap around like he could potentially do a chest wrap. And Zahid just went like, you know, dick to the mat laying there. Like, you know, he, I don't know why he kept shooting to, with his head on the inside. Right. You know, you that gotta, is actually the worst shot you can take on Kyle Dake. Right. He wants you to do that. I don't get it. The only the times he scored, the two times he came the most close to scoring was one an ankle pick mm-hmm. and two that double leg where his head was on the outside. Every time he ended up with his head on the inside, I was like, this is going nowhere. I might as well just call a stalemate. You're because, either going to get launched yeah, or it's going to be staled or you're just going to fall flat, to, like you said, with, with your wiener on the mat and he's going to score his takedown. Right. So, you, you know, to me, um, it was a really bad matchup for Zahid. Something that I didn't think of before the match happened. But as I saw it going on, I'm like, oh, all Zahid's attacks, they're, they're, he can't finish them. He can get in all he wants. And he, great, he can get in on anybody, literally anybody in the world. I don't think there's anybody in the world within freaking eight kilograms of him that he can't get in on their leg. 
Zahid? No, yeah. I agree with you completely. Look, we've said, look, Zahid. Zahid's going to have a lot to say about the future of the men's senior freestyle team. Sure. Okay, I mean, absolutely. I, I still, I will still stand by this comment. I still think Zahid is a headgear pull away from being an, undefe- an undefeated four-time national champion in college. It looks that way. He's won a junior world silver medal last year. Um, I mean, he's going to have a lot to say. And you're right. Look. It, even though Dake won two matches to zero, that second match was you know it was four to three. That second match, obviously Zahid could have. I don't know, know why Zahid kept on attacking and put him in a bad position. Great point right there. First match, Dake completely shut him down. Did what Dake does. Yeah, four zero, but it wasn't that competitive. You're right. But I mean, I'm. I think Kyle Dake is probably the one guy on this team that I am most excited to watch wrestle at the World Championships. That has not been there. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled because he has proven in, you know, World Cup type events and, and other um, international uh, events that, that he can beat the best of the best. I would have liked to see him. He seemed to struggle to get to his offense with Zahid, and that also could be just because Zahid's style. Zahid is moving so fast in and out, in and out, up, down, up, down, where Dake's like, look, if I open up, I can put myself in a bad position for a reattack double, whereas I might as well wrestle to my strength here. When he did try to take some shots, they weren't that great. They, they didn't look that crisp. I, I want to see a little more offense from him. We need to see it. I thought Kyle Dick's comments after the match were spot on. Um, and it just it's so true about his style, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was basically like, look, I, I, I'm one of the high, hardest guys to take down in the world. You know, he's, got, he's probably got some of the best defense in the entire world. That's what made him such a polarizing wrestler in college was you had half the people thinking he was boring to watch and the other half people you know thought he was great because he was just dominated people but even though the scores were four to nothing right, five but, to one, but nobody like could score on him exactly um and he said look I, i'm one of the hardest guys to take down on the world i've got some of the best defense there is and i can score on anybody when i need to okay and i think that is so true about yeah. kyle dake and that's gonna make him really dangerous at this tournament because when it comes to positioning, when it comes to hand fight battles, when it comes to, you know, just controlling the center of the mat, and if it's going to be a close match, I, I think that will always favor Dake. I'm just worried if it's going to bite him in the ass once or twice, where, he, you know, he's not as offensive as he needs to be, and some elite-level guy, you know, world elite-level guy, you know, gets that final takedown on him, and we see, uh, shoot, you know, we should have put up some more points. We've been saying that about Kyle Dake. For a long time, yeah. Okay. No, I, look, and I'm not saying that's not going to happen. That could very well happen, Ben. It's I mean, unlikely to happen, but I, I want. I just think that he can win a gold medal. I think he can too. But my question is, he does he need to wrestle a little more offensive? Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't because you know, he, you're right. It's very. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I've seen somebody, and granted, remember, like I said, you know, goes back to the early '90s. Like, you know, in my era that has been that hard to score on. I'm not sure there's anybody that has better just not only baseline defense, but defense once somebody gets in on their leg, both freestyle and folk style collegiately. Right. You know, I think when we're talking freestyle at the men's senior level, you know, unless you're a guy like Kyle Snyder, Jordan Burroughs, some of those, you know, amazing guys from other countries, for the most part, the guy that typically wins is the guy that can hold position, not get scored on, and score the difficult points You're when right. they matter most. That's a very Honestly, international style. That's a very international style. You're right. And I think that's that's very indicative of the way Kyle Dake is, which is what makes him so dangerous. I mean, he's probably the one guy 
on U.S. soil, you know, American guy that's threatened Jordan Burroughs the most. most. And we're talking one of the greatest guys in the world. He is. Jordan Burroughs. He's the only one that's really, really threatened him significantly. Exactly. I mean, David Taylor had a couple good goes with him, but I mean, we thought Kyle Dick was hit. He won the first match with the World Team Trials. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so Burroughs needed to come back to win two in a row in his hometown to to make the spot last year. And then he goes on and wins a world gold. Do you remember in that matchup? Ooh, when that was fun. Burroughs took that shot and we thought he was gonna basically bully double Dake and Dake just barreled down, chest wrapped, and launched I mean he I remember he launched him and Jordan Burroughs was giving him everything he had not to get tossed and got tossed. Yep. I mean that just that just shows you what You're a guy's right. got. The only person that I've seen been able to take down Kyle Dake with some semblance of uh you know, like when he gets in on the legs, I'm like, maybe he'll get it as Burroughs. Burroughs is the only one where I'm like, if he gets in on the legs, he's got a good shot of taking him down. And Burroughs is, again, one of, I I hope, people are, people are. I'm telling this more for myself. I need to look at what Jordan Burroughs is doing right now and, and realize how, realize what I'm watching. Right, exactly. You know, but going back to Kyle Dick, that's why in our last podcast when you, we started talking about, um, or one of our last podcasts, basically the... When was that, it, 2017? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, how did that close match between Deringer and Dake, what did that do to our perception of Dake, especially when it came to his matchup against, uh, against yeah, Sahid? That's why I wasn't extreme. I'm, I'm not worried about that, you know? that's To me, that just that's a guy that's wrestled Dake multiple times and, you know, knows kind of how to navigate a little bit to keep it close, but Dake is still one of the best in the world. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that going back to that, it's, it just shows you how good Zahid is. So, you know, we, we've talked about Dake a lot, and we're obviously both very confident that Dake, Dake has, a, has, has a, a very great shot of coming home with a medal, um, gold being a, a distinct possibility. But how about Zahid Valencia going into his junior year in college, um, taking Dake to a uh, 4-0 and a 4-3 uh, matches for the team spot? This young man is... Now my guess is for Olympics he's going to go up to 86 Which is why we might see him go up um, You know maybe not this year but next year um, To 84 kilos Or excuse me to 184 pounds um, That'll be exciting if it does. What an excellent I mean what in a, What if What a phenomenal wrestler I wonder if he's going to wrestle um, you, Well he can't wrestle you 23s He's just uh, I mean he is Z money's amazing Look, you, He's so his offense, oh my god! I mean, I'm not sure there's there's somebody that's better than him offensively, um, at his age level. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be it would make for a great argument. You know how I feel about him. We've talked about him. Anybody that's listened to this podcast, our first two years of doing this through the college season, knows how I feel. I mean, he is one of the best U.S. wrestlers at the collegiate level that we have right now. Did if, we think he was this good? I was shocked. I mean, honestly, he took Kyle Dick down. I mean, by I was, the way, yeah. he took one of the hardest guys in the world to take <clears throat> down. Down. I I was very not shocked, but I, let me take that. I was very impressed with his ability to navigate what he did, the U.S. Open, all that stuff, World Team Trials. I don't think he wrestled the Open. He just wrestled the World Team Trials. Right, he didn't yeah, wrestle the Open. World Team Trials. Um, to to come out and 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 be able to wrestle Dake at Final X, and then to to like you said, keep it a four to three match in that second match. Look, right. he's amazing. He had that match kind of. His reach, his level change, and his attacks are a nasty combination. He's got some pretty good defense, too. It's not like he's giving up a ton of points. 
Um, Kyle, Kyle, they couldn't go out there and just pick him apart. It's hard to give up points when you're t- constantly taking shots. Well, but, but that's what I mean. It's not like he wrestled Nick Reen. It's not like how they, you know, wrestled Nick Reen. Reenan, right? Right. You know, no offense to Nick Reenan, but because we know Nick Reenan ain't Zahid Valencia. I mean, that was a competitive match, Zahid versus Dake. Even though it was four zero first one and four three second one. I mean, I think Zahid was leading through a significant portion of that second match. Again, Ben. I mean. Zahid's a guy that just took a silver medal at the Junior World Championships last year. He knows how to play this game, and he's that's good. That just gets me excited about, I mean, when's Zahid going to make a world team? It's not if to me, right, with the guy with that talent level. It's when. Absolutely. Know? I mean, the it, cupboard is full. Dude, it's the fun. cupboard is not bare at all. It's bait and fix. Oh, Zahid Valencia. Those dudes can go. It's awesome. I think they can compete on the world level now. Like Honestly, dude, six, seven years ago, we were all – Scared to death that MMA was going to take our best wrestlers. From I us. made Final X seven years ago. They didn't have anybody. They were like, "Come wrestle." As I was saying, we all thought we were also scared about MMA taking our best guys, and that we were so scared about the future of USA wrestling. And look at it now, man! It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of them do go to MMA, but you know, the elite of the elite found they can make a little bit of loot, absolutely, without getting punched in the face. Let's talk about David Taylor. I mean, like I said, what do you want me to do? Stand you said, up and you, clap? Said, you said he's on a short leash with you. I mean, what do you want me to do? Stand up and clap? Congratulations. You made the world team, David. I, I know you're really proud about that. You, look, he's, he's, he's so good. He's, he might be the best in the world. I mean, he's beating Yazdani Shirati. He might be the best in the world at 86 kilograms. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Congratulations to beating Nick Green in 13-2 and 12-0. I mean, you're just dogging Nick Green in. No, he's going up against David Taylor. The dude's never All-American. The dude's wrestled one year at NC State and then redshirted, and he goes up against David Taylor to make a world team spot? Come on. Yeah, look, I get what you're saying, man. I, I, okay. Nick Reenan aside, I'm glad that we saw David Taylor finally do what he had to do to make the world team because the last few years when there was a lot on the line for David Taylor, he... I don't want to say he's choked, but for lack of better terms, we're going to say he's choked. Okay, happened against All right. Cox. Something's happened there. I mean, look, his going back to that that finals match against Kyle Dake. Since then, he's struggled in some, you know, some you know when the spotlight's been on him, especially when there's been a lot on the line. So it's great to see him go out and capture that 86 kilogram spot because. What were we all excited for when they announced the new weight classes? We were going to finally chance to be able to put out our Dake, absolute Taylor. best team. Burroughs, Dake, Taylor, Cox. That's what we wanted to see, right? Yeah, I want to see so, Cox all the time, man. Oh, God. Does that joke ever get older? Is it finally I mean, that's, a, that's a big blood round joke, but, you know, there are boys. I guess. You guess there are boys? <laughs> no, I'm still, still, talking about the, still talking about you talking about Cox. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I think that, yeah, congratulations. I'm I'm pumped. I think David Taylor. I mean, hopefully we'll get a podcast in before October for the worlds, um, <laughs> so we can actually make our predictions. Because I know we've been talking a lot about the worlds, but no, we're, I, we're gonna. All joking aside, we're going. We're we're picking this thing back up. All right. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah, um I mean, so David I Taylor makes it. Dominates Nick Green did Reenan. take him down with an overtime shot. Yeah, that was kind of sweet. It was. <laughs> I mean, that was. I mean, honestly. Uh, it, that was just one match where it was just like I, I had no, really, no interest in watching. Right. But props to Nick Green for making it there. Um, 
I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do in college. I am too. Look, he wrestled as a fr- true freshman, if I'm not mistaken, he and did. then registered he did. last he year. So it'll be interesting to see the jump that he's made over these last two years going into next college season. Because should we expect to see him at what, 184? Yeah, I think he's going to replace Brenda, Pete Renner. Okay. Oh, so, I mean, you, that's going to that's gonna be interesting, especially when you guys got guys like Bo Nickel, Mymar coming back, and uh, possibly as a Heat Valencia going up. I don't think we see sees a heat going up though. If, the, well, if those three go up, I think Renan's outside those three. Absolutely. Um, but he's probably fourth best. I mean, I'd have to look at the spreadsheet. Um, you got a spreadsheet? I mean, the spreadsheet online. <laughs> Jaden Cox makes another world team. Uh, I don't know, five two over Hayden Zomer and ten one over Hayden Zomer. Um, a second match, man. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Jaden Cox hit ankle lace, and he hit, like, how many of them? He rolled him up. Yeah, just completely rolled him up. He rolled him up. He's like, oh, this is what you do when the ankles are crossed? I mean, you could probably say, we've, we've probably say this about lots of guys, Ben, and I think we've said this a long time about Jaden Cox. When Jaden turns it on, he legitimately is one of the best guys to wrestle, one of the best wrestlers there is. All right? From a pure talent standpoint and a – Pure physical specimen standpoint, Jaden Cox amazing. I wonder what the world weights are going to shake out like at ninety two. Um, you know, I've heard Sajalias going up. Yeah, I don't think he could make that ninety two, could he? I think he. No, Sajalias could make ninety two. I think he's going up because of Snyder. To be honest with you, I mean, look, we'll, we'll talk about this later. But oh, you're saying he's going up just to wrestle Snyder? For yeah. some reason, I thought he was struggling with the weight at ninety two. No, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard he's going up because he wants to wrestle Snyder, which is awesome. All right. I wonder if Cox can, can win a gold. And, look, I haven't done my research, so all of you international nuts that probably do more about it know more about international. That's great. Um, oh, we'll get the 47 direct messages and emails telling us how we're a bunch of idiots that know nothing and what we got wrong, I'm sure. So it's okay. Well, they're all right. Yes, they're absolutely <laughs> all right. But, you know, I mean, from my, under, from my limited understanding of looking at the world um, right now, I think Cox is, is a favorite to, uh, to definitely pull a medal. Definitely pull a medal. So, um, he's already done it twice. Who is the number one guy in the world at that weight class? I think it was Sajulayev. It was Sajulayev. So, after that, I think it would be, uh, by UWW rankings, it would be the guy from Turkey. What's his name? Uh, Bo- Boke Serta. Okay. Okay. You know who they have number three? Who? Okay, you this makes order sense. This no, I'm not. So uh, it goes by the point system now, basically. So it's not. Oh yeah, the point it goes systems. by the point system. That's why because number three is seating points. Um, I can't say his name. The guy that wrestled for the Citadel from Mongolia, Lufsan Doors Turka Toga or whatever. Oh, old Turka Toga. <laughs> old Turka Toga. I, sorry, man. I... Big fan of Turka Toga back at the Citadel. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll tell you who I might have been most impressed with. This entire process is Gwizdowski. He looked excellent against a very good Adam Kuhn. He looked excellent. Looked great. I mean, he actually, everybody talks about how hard it is to take down a, a man of Kuhn's size. Not for Gwiz. Gwizdowski made it look like it was his business to be taking him down. Holy moly. So... We skipped Kyle Snyder, by the way. Uh, he beat the hell out of everybody and then got double-legged off the bat. All right, so moving on to Gwizdowski. <laughs> I mean, is there anything you'd <laughs> like to add? I mean, 
<laughs> he looks sweet in his Instagram photos wearing his new uh, Rudis gear. Yeah, I really to try to win that shoe. Oh, I, I, I was going to say that. That's me, man. Size nine and a half. Give me a ten. I, I'm a nine and a half. Oh, I'm a nine and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take the left. I, I'll take, take the, the right. right. I'll take the right. Then we'll, yeah. Um, no, I mean, what do you want to say about Kyle Snyder besides the fact that he's just an amazing person and he's an amazing human being, he's an amazing wrestler? Um, he's going to also lead us into battle. Uh, him and Burroughs, they're our leaders. Gwizdowski. So, honestly, though, I mean, based on what you said a second ago, if Sajulayev does go up to 97, is there any one match that you're you're looking more forward to than that match at no. the World Championships? I don't think anybody in the world is looking forward to anything more than that. Okay. All right. Are you? No. <laughs> Not at all. I just wanted to ask the question. You, you know Try, that, just trying to fill time well, here. Well, that 57-kilogram guy from Istanbul is a... Uh, the Istanbul, the, what? Istanbul, the Turkish guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, Gwiz, he looks big, too. Doesn't he look bigger? Um, I think Gwiz has done a great job really filling into that weight class while also keeping his athleticism that made him oh, so yeah. great in college. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he's a... Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got some great offense. Did you just um, fart again? Yeah, I Sorry, I can't do two things at once. You got delicate sensibilities. I got two man. things at once. I can't do two things at once, so I got to either fart or think. <laughs> <laughs> Since my wife's like, "Do you turn your brain off a lot?" I'm like, "Yeah." Um. <laughs> I'd hate to see you in a board meeting at work. <laughs> no, nah, I can hold it in then. Um, hey, you want to tell that story about at work? Nope. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I don't want to tell it. If you want to bring it up on the podcast, I 100 percent do not want to tell it. Okay. Um, how about Guiza? So he makes that. That's kind of cool story. He beats Robbie Smith to make the Greco uh, world team. Coon? Yeah, and then he flies yep. to Bethlehem. The next day has to wrestle um, Nick Gwizdowski for the – he had a chance to double up. Do you think that actually played in a little bit of this result with Gwizdowski? Absolutely. I, think, I mean, I think Gwiz wins regardless. No excuses. Gwiz definitely wins, and I probably think it's probably a similar score. But, I mean, I, I can't say that Coon was probably – I mean, dude, a man of that stature, of that height, you know, flying on a tiny little plane, maybe hopefully they got a little extra leg or maybe got an aisle seat or uh, – you know, uh, an exit row, but uh, <laughs> you know, he dude six, dude's a foot taller than me. I remember standing next to him. You He's ever, literally a foot taller than I. Am. You ever used the bathroom on an airplane? Like, honestly, you would have str- trouble fitting into that thing. How do you think he does it? Uh, he doesn't. I don't think he does. I think he probably just just goes, man. What was uh Robbie Smith's and Coon's result at the U.S. Open? <sighs> at the Open? Yeah, I don't know. I think Smith beat him. Smith beat him, right? That's what I thought. And then Coon goes out. Coon goes out there to avenge that and make that team. That just beats him two matches to none. That's, man, that's God. That's gutsy. That's absolutely gutsy to say instead of just committing to one and focusing on that to make a team against two guys that you've got losses to recently. You, two guys that you're not favored to beat. Absolutely. You decide to wrestle both. You make the Greco team. You make the Gre- you know you earn the Greco spot. Then go out and wrestle Gwizdowski. Um I think it's great. I, honestly, I think it's great for the sport and it's a great storyline. So good for him. Agreed. I would like to see more guys do it. Um, unfortunately, I, I or not unfortunately. Um, preferably, I would not like to see them have to do it on such a short turnaround time like right, that. Right. Right. Maybe we can do something something different there. I don't know. Um, but he, I think he looked. Abs- Gwizdowski looked absolutely superlative against Adam Kuhn. Um, he just. That was the one difference um, between like a Gwizdowski versus Kuhn and a Snyder versus Kuhn. They weren't even close to. I mean, let's keep it real. I mean, they 6 one, 6 one, 12 2 combined score wasn't even close. Yeah. Gwizdowski was able to finish underneath him. So he got in underneath him and did like a head wheel, like right. a, a cutback. 
And he was also able to do a sweep single and finish on him. He uh, he looked like a young Ben Watson. No, he looked way better than a young Ben Watson. I tell you what, he had his his offense looked great. He looks like he's going to be able to uh, take down some of the bigger guys in the country, um, size size in the wise. world in the world. Yeah, size wise. Um, you know, there's the guy Agul from Turkey. There's another guy that's really good. Um, but you know, other than that, I think he's probably he probably right now is maybe the third best guy in the world. Um, could be wrong again, but uh. I love our representative there. I think he's and, and I was looking at some interviews. Well, I mean, by did. I'm pretty sure by UWW's rankings, it's based off the points. He's actually ranked number one in the world. I think he's got. I believe he's tied with the guy from Russia um, and Mongolia too. Actually, let me pull. Well, those points. That point. They're points, are, right? But I mean, to Agul's like he's one of the best um, from Turkey. He's the guy. That they, right. Snyder okay, okay so I've got to pull it up now. So look, Snyder. you've got Gwizdowski, Kushkov, and. Natsur, Natsagurin, whatever from Mongolia, not work all anymore. tied one, two, three at thirty-five points. Then you've got um, uh, the Uzbekistan guy at, uh, at at number four, and then Akul at number five. So I mean, and Akul, I mean, he's probably second. he's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that I think that added size, if he can keep his speed up, is gonna is gonna find him um, bring home another medal. Um, I, I I think that he looked. He I think he I'm not sure there's anybody that he he was talking about how he's improved. The guy, you know, a guy who's graduated a couple years ago is still saying, hey, I'm still improving. And he, he showed it. I mean, I think that – I'm not sure I've seen him wrestle that good against a, against a very formidable Adam Kuhn. Very formidable Adam Kuhn. A guy that's got age-level medals on both Greco and freestyle. I can't disagree with you there. That's why I, I, I have to just assume that – and again, props to Adam Kuhn, but I have to think that going back-to-back days like that against two of the best guys in the country at two different styles probably played into that. Um, it's a lot on your body to go out there. I mean, look, Adam Kuhn is probably cutting weight to make these weight classes as well. Yeah. So he's making the weight for Greco, wrestling in that, winning the spot, hopping a plane, making the weight for freestyle. Wrestling and the weight for freestyle is uh, five kilos lower. There you go. Um, but, you know, when you're bigger, you can lose weight easier. Um, you want to get into a little bit of this women's action? Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? I mean, I mean, I guess we could start with our girl, Victoria Anthony, and, and – uh, uh, versus Whitney Condor, you know a lot more about this than I do. I, I know Victoria Anthony's made a couple world teams. I don't think she's brought home a medal yet. Um, Whitney Condor's made what you say four. I think Whitney Condor has made four world teams, if I'm not mistaken. Um, again, going off of pure memory here. Look, she looks Victoria like Anthony is probably a name that everyone knows right now, and Whitney Condor, a lot of the casual wrestling fans probably just don't really recognize that name because Condor has been up a weight class. I think she's been hot, been behind Haley Aguello the last few years, um, but she she makes the weight cut. She drops down. She takes on Victoria Anthony, who's been the representative of the last two you know two world championships, right. and she gets the job done. She shut Victoria Anthony down. You know, I know Victoria Anthony did win uh, um, the second one, four to two, but Condor lived. Victoria Anthony did hit a really sweet neck uh, neck wrench two for four. Yeah, she threw her that second match, yeah, right? The, yeah, the judo um, judo stuff. But Whitney Condor really, she impressed me. She shut Victoria Anthony down. She lived on Anthony's legs. She was probably in on her legs. I mean. Probably almost 10 times where she didn't finish. So, yeah, yeah, real quick. Condor was a world team member in 2011, 2014, and 2015. So, think about this. Condor was a junior world champion in 2007. So oh, really? She's 11, a little older. 11 years ago. And she 
you know, I, I, I think they both won junior worlds because Victoria, Victoria won a couple. Anthony, she was two time junior world champion. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I was listening to the interview or reading the interview, Condor's comments that basically said, you know, she's, you know, changed her lifestyle. She's eating right. She's got her workout down regimen down. She's got her training schedule down. She's following her coach's advice on the technique. That's kind of like what and, Sarah Hilbrandt's done too. Yeah. We'll get and, to her, but yeah. And you know what? And she, she drops that weight class and she goes out and she earns the spot over a very, very good Victoria Anthony. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. She shut Victoria Anthony down. I don't know who is the best representative, you know, on the world stage, but by this mat, by those matches, Condor definitely earned. Condor was definitely the better wrestler. Oh, I mean, dude, the, the third match was eleven zero. Not even close. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right. And the first close. match, first match was a little closer. I think it was four four at one point. Um, but then uh, Condor kind of uh, scored some points, and then at the end, she scored. I think off Victoria, kind of going for something. Um, you know, I, I love Victoria Anthony. You know, she was she's real cool. Like came on the podcast and everything. Um, she got the nasty inside trip. Oh, it's great. It's, it is nasty. She couldn't get to her offense. Uh, Whitney Connor completely shut her down. Uh, but how about that depth on the women's side? We've got two uh, two junior world medal, two junior world golds uh, fighting for a spot. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, I again, it goes back to those message board comments you brought up earlier. Anybody that's bitching about having to sit through women's wrestling during Final X, like just. Honestly, just go back and watch your WWF or whatever it's called these days. I think it's WWE. Hey, Casper's going WWE. <laughs> I like Casper. All right. I mean, the, the, so the next weight that was contested for the uh, for the women's at 53 kilograms, contested on the same night. Another one where, you know, I mean, I think the casual wrestling fan certainly knows Haley Agello, right? I mean, she was our Olympian at 48 kilograms back in, uh, I believe she was 48 kilograms. She was a real team member and the was she real team member last year and the Olympia and yeah, the Olympics. She was our Olympian rep. Yeah. Three time national champion, you know, from Keene University. Still has a year of eligibility left if she wants to go back and, and Well she I heard she's title. going to she's she's training at uh North Carolina's UNC's uh um regional training center now. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see her back at King. Sarah Hilbert ran put it to her. Put it to her. She oh my god, I, I I, so Sarah Hildebrandt, uh, I think, broke her or hyperextended her elbow. She broke her. Look, she broke her elbow. Yeah, last year, right? Like it looked like her arm was going to fall off. Yeah, it snapped the wrong way. Obviously, yeah. a huge hyperextension. That's what happens when you break something; it snaps. Yep. the wrong way. <laughs> that was last year. Um, <laughs> so uh, this year she comes out, man. She just looks lean, mean, fighting machine. Technical, just her technique is so sick. They posted um, or she she posted something. It was a uh, um. Uh, it was a, a clip of what she hit. She hits this over tie shuck, gets uh, Haley Gallo kind of moving forward, and then chases down uh, to a single leg there and finishes it. Sarah Hildebrandt looked like it wasn't even th- – those matches weren't even close. Haley Gallo had nothing for her, had nothing for her. I'm pretty sure, too, these girls were teammates at King University. I think uh, Hildebrand was there. She won national championships, I think, in two. Hildebrand's older than Agalo, isn't she? Yeah, she is older, but I know she was a two-time college national champion uh, champion for King. Um, I think they may have overlapped, so I believe they were teammates. Is this um, Hildebrand's first world team? No, she actually took tenth at the 2016 World Championships. I think tenth or. You know, she didn't. She she wasn't in the top five. Didn't so medal. You know, she obviously yeah. didn't medal, but she was up there. Okay. So she took. She wrestled at 2016 World Championships. So and that would have been the. That's uh, Olympic. That's year. the non so the non Olympic world right. team weight. Right, and then um, 
uh, obviously broke her elbow last year and then went out and just completely dominated a gallo this year. I mean, She's good. I'd be shocked if Hildebrandt doesn't come home with a medal. Now, again, if, we, if we're talking about world-level stage, I don't know the I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I, I know that Aguello's been somewhat competitive on the world stage, and um, Sarah Hildebrandt just looked... I mean, she looked... There was a there was a huge difference in levels between the two. Mm-hmm. There was a huge difference in levels, and, and and we're talking about our Olympian. Yeah, I mean, Agello's been like, she, it's been her weight basically the last couple of years. I mean, she's been the woman at that weight, right? Um, and and Hildebrand. I mean, again, I think it's easy if you, if you especially if you're not following, you just started following women's wrestling. You know, it's easy to not understand who some of these figures are, especially Sarah Hildebrand because she had that injury. But the girl knows how to scrap. And I got to give props to a fellow Indiana, a fellow Hoosier, like Hildebrandt, myself. Oh, she's a Hoosier. Yeah, she's from Indiana. So, um, I, I'm, you're right. I, I'm excited to see her compete. Um, I she's think she's really hungry coming off that injury. Yeah. I, think, I think that injury shook her a little bit, but she has battled back from it, and I think she's extremely hungry, and I, I can't wait to see her battle at the World Championships. I, I love the way she wrestles. She's slick, but she'll get in there and bang, too. Um, which I, I really like. I mean, I think that I think that if you can do both of those things on the world level, you've got a good chance of uh, of uh, of uh, bring, bringing home a medal. And we're, we're we're hoping that's the case. Agree, man. I know we already talked about Winchester and Becca Leathers. You know, at the beginning of the podcast, um, you know, Winchester's that next oh, representative yeah. at fifty-five kilograms for the women. I think it's fifty-five. Um, right. Honestly, and I may have said this earlier. This to me was probably. And you would not know it by watching the matches, but it was probably one of the biggest upsets of Final X, in my opinion. It was. I um, think both men and women, right? It, it, yes, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, men and women combined, it was probably one of the bigger upsets. Um, Becca Leathers just went out there last year. She took a bronze medal at the World Championships. She looked so great doing it, so great the process, making that world team, and then earning that bronze medal, especially after kind of her backstory on how she got there um, after winning a national championship at Oklahoma City University as a freshman and then going to school, uh, starting her sophomore year, and then you know quitting school, going out to the Olympic Training Center at a point in time when she thought she was going to quit wrestling you know, altogether. Really? And, and she just kind of turned things around, went out, won that bronze medal. You know, I'm thinking she is next in line to bring home a gold medal for the United States outside of like an Allie Reagan who's just been unable to, to do that yeah. um, after a couple of silver medals, which we'll get to. But I was shocked watching Jakara Winchester physically dominate Becca Leathers. I mean, it was f- her physicality was too much for Becca to handle. Yeah, and so Jakar, I think, is older than Becca Letters. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I recall. Yes. Um, Becca, so first match, I, I recall this right away, because this was like one of the first matches of, uh, um, of Final X, and I'm sitting here and I'm getting pumped up. Becca goes out there, takes her down with a single leg. I think Becca's an op- opposite leg lead girl. So I think she leads with her left leg. Takes her down with a single leg. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I didn't know much about Jakara. You know, they were saying, hey, this match could be a surprise, but... Um, after that, I mean, Jakara put her on her back with a four-point move, and from that point on, I think Becca tightened up a little bit. I think she said, oh my goodness, if I make a mistake, I can get tossed, and that happened again, even in the second match. Yep. Um, and, that, I mean, that's what happened. You saw, like, once Jakara hit that big move, from there, she just continued to take, I think she might have hit two big moves in that first match. might have been two in the first, yeah. yeah. Two in the first match. You know, to to really put a whooping on Becca, I think it was like what ten or eleven to six. And then in the second match, 
Leathers just looked tight. I mean, she looked real tight. Um, she didn't get like back to that was, single like she, she was very timid to to open up. And, you know, Winchester, you know, just a very workmanlike 5-1 to one victory. Do you think that hurts the women's team? That, that, that maybe Jakara was a better matchup against Becca, but Becca's a better matchup against the world? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't want to take anything you know away from Winchester. Sure. But yeah, this could be one of those spots where we talked about the turnover on the women's team. You know, Victoria Anthony, Haley Agello, Becca Leathers, lots of turnover. You know, as you that's mentioned, three earlier, of them. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, the, like, well, like the first three weight classes, right? Basically. All all turnover. Um, so which can be good or bad, man. It's something to be said about having some experience there at the world. You're absolutely right. So I don't know. I might, you know, my my. Hope. My knowledge, you know, just by on what I've seen and what I've looked at over the last few years, yes, I think that could be the case. I think, you know, we may see Winchester go out there and maybe struggle a bit, but if she wrestles like she did against Leathers and can put those big moves on, you know, score those big points against her opponents, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, she got big move capability, and the bottom line is, regardless of whether or not Becca Leathers would be the better representative, she's not the representative. Not. She, did, she, did, she didn't win. Um, unfortunate for her. Awesome for Jakara. I think that was one of my favorite two-match series of the entire Final X. Also, because I knew that Be- I-, I was expecting Becca Letters to yep. win. Yep. I didn't know much about Winchester. And to watch her just dominate uh, positionally from the upper body all the way to leg attacks um, was neat. It, she she has very She's very talented. She's Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, she took out a world bronze medalist. So, um, Allie Reagan's up next at uh, 59 kilograms. She is... Uh, She's one of the best in the world. A world, a world silver, Euregan silver. Um, I mean, she's done it all pretty much, but win it. Yeah, I mean, she's she's legitimately one of the best women wrestlers in the world. Um, she got rid of the pink headgear. She's going no headgear now. I, we'll see if that makes a difference, Ben. <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> felt, felt like it was a worthy comment. You know, Jenna Burkett is probably one of my favorite characters in wrestling. Yeah, she's neat. You know, it's, I could say that about a lot of the women. And let me, can, can I just, can we just kind of, just brag a little bit. Like, lots of the women that wrestled in Final X have been on this podcast, right. which I thought was so cool. We got to get back to some of these women Let, interviews. Interviews. Let's do it next week. Okay, we'll see if we can line somebody up. Yeah, let's, why not? Let's, what, let's what get back into it. We need to do a woman of the mat. We need to get one, see some of these women back on. But, I mean, Jenna Burkett was probably one of the funnest. Is it funnest? Or most, most fun. fun. Most fun. Thank you. Thank you. Most fun podcast episodes we've had. Um, her she rocked a, a couple of the other girls that wrestled in this tournament as well. You know, Julia Tamira Menza, yeah, Menza, Victoria Anthony. I mean, they were so great. Yeah, they're awesome. Great man. personalities. Uh, just they are characters in this sport. Um, I was so pumped to see Burkett get to wrestle in this event because she's really good. She is damn good. She battled a, She battled one of the best in the world. She did, but it just goes Couldn't to show points you points on the board, but. How good Allie Reagan is. Reagan shut her out two matches Blanker. to none. I think it was nine to nothing combined score. We're looking for gold. I mean, we are looking for gold from Allie Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she can get by that Japanese woman. What's her name? Uh, Putting you on the spot. I, I mean, I, I can't pronounce it, so I don't want to try. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Allie, Re- Allie Reagan is. She's slick, Rick, the ruler, man. She is. Oh. She's probably one of our most accomplished women wrestlers outside of um, Marulis. Marulis and um, Adeline, Adeline Gray, who's back, baby. We forget, yeah, we forget. She takes a year off, you know, a year or two off. And, and had like, a bad yeah. Olympic. Yeah. So, I mean, don't forget that she's the three-time world champ. Yeah. She she is the woman. Don't forget that she, don't forget that she was in uh, ESPN The Body Issue that I have uh, 
in my bedroom. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. What? I mean, she was in ESPN The Body issue. Who else was in that issue? Uh, a lot of the Olympians. It was the Olympic issue. Oh. That guy from uh, the soccer team of Ireland. He had, the guy from the soccer team the of Ireland? The great Ireland guy. He had a great red, red pews. <laughs> okay. Let's shut up. Let's talk about Mallory Velt and Kayla Miracle. You know more than I do about this. No, I, that was I, I mean, it was an excellent. I mean, it was one of the matches I was most looking forward to. It was the women's match I was most looking forward to. One of the matches I was absolutely most looking forward to. Um, you know, men and women combined. Miracle went out that first match, looked real good, won four to two, and then after that, Velty just. I mean, Velty just. She controlled her. She dominated her in the third match. And honestly, Ben, this was a result that even though Velty had represented our country before at the last World Championships, I was surprised. I thought it was Miracle's year. Oh, I agree with you. I think that everybody thought it was – I mean, maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people thought it was Miracle's year. She's coming off winning her fourth WCWA title. Um, you know, Competed well at U23s. Right. Did she make the U23 team, right? She did. This, this past year, she made the U23 team. She competed well. She didn't medal, but she competed well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't – unfortunately, I don't feel confident in us getting a medal at this weight class. I hope that we can see it happen. Um, I think 62 kilograms is, is is rather tough, you know, on the world level when it comes to the women. Um, I know Velty's last trip out to the Worlds didn't go very well for her, so maybe she's learned something. It's impressive that she beat Miracle. Maybe she's taken that experience with her, and she can put something – you know, get a little run together, bring that medal home. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. But I'm looking forward to watching these two battle for the weight class over the next few years. Who's up next for us? Is it, is it, our, is it our girl, Tamira? Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't know the women's weight. No. Oh, it, no, no. It's uh, Forrest Molinari, dude. And Julia Alada-Salada. Alada-Salada. You know, Molinari, uh, Julia Salada, she's really, she wrestles, you know, outside low single type, you know, person. Molinari had an answer for everything, Julie. Now, they've re- now Solana, I think, coached Molinari. Uh, they're point. both from King. I think that she coached her at one point. I don't know if she coached her, if they were teammates, but yes. I think both. They are both from King. Okay. I think both. Um, Force Molinari had an answer for everything Julie Solana wanted. Um, Julie Solana would shoot in Molinari. I don't think she – I think she might have got in on Molinari's legs maybe once or twice. Molinari's she's more of a bruiser, you know. So a lot of wanted to wrestle from the outside. Molinari's more of a bruiser. Uh, she she surprised me. I thought that it was going to be a little bit more competitive match. No offense to our girl Julia Salata, but I, I was surprised that it was a five zero ten two, um, uh, two match win. Yeah, um, I didn't know what to really expect from this one. Um, What's Molinari's creds? If you have, them? I mean, you don't have to look them up. I don't have them. I'm. I think she's won a pretty couple. Pretty sure she won a women's title at the college level. Other than that, I don't. I don't know. And that's why I'm saying I wasn't sure what to expect from this matchup. Uh, Julia Salata has been around for a while. Right. Um, she, you know, she's had some great results at the college level. You know, multi-time national champion. We've seen her. You know, have some pretty good results on the, the the senior circuit. You know, she's won. I think this past U.S. Open when she won it was the first time she'd ever won that. Um, so good, you know, good for her. But this was one of those weight. I think this was a weight class that could have gone either way. I was pulling for Julia Salata. You know, guest of the pod, right. got to great, right. great wrestling Absolutely. personality. Um, but 
I, I mean, Molinari basically said that I'm the better wrestler. I mean, her performance said she I'm did. the better wrestler. I mean, wrestler. yeah, she, she was the better wrestler. Yeah. She was. Um, she was. Tamira Mensa. I mean, obviously she wrestled Randy Belts, and, you know, it wasn't very competitive. Um, I'm excited to see what Tamira, and we'll talk about this way later. I'm excited to see what Tamira can do on the world level after not meddling last year when she was, or she was absolutely good enough. Tamira Menza absolutely is good a enough. Two-time Euregan champion, right? Right. Which back-to-back Euregan champ. Back-to-back. I mean, uh, Kyle Snyder was too, right? So, right. I mean, you're in good company, right? And, there. and if you're wondering, Euregan for the women is just as tough as Euregan for the men. So, uh, if anybody's wondering, Tamira Menza is basically, you know, has done the same thing Kyle Snyder just did. So let's. Let's give credit where credit's due, everybody. Yeah, I mean, so and she is really good. Um, she did not perform well at last year's World Championships. So it was I, mental. Remember, she said that on the yes. pod. She's been working on that, is what I, I've heard. She, I, she basically said I mentally was not ready. You know, yeah, and she, almost like she was she happy herself to be there. out of it. Almost like she was happy to be there. She talked herself out of it. She lost confidence. Said she, confidence. She, she was unsure whether she could compete with these girls. And I'm like, look, you're a back-to-back Euregan champ. She you can, can compete, compete with you these. Absolutely girls. can compete. So, I, 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 th- I see I'm a medal. I see a medal, a medal in her this way. I'm, we're expecting a, a ton of medals from the United States. You realize that, right? But yeah, but I, I, I look. I don't think we've said. I don't think we've we've made one expectation that wasn't accurate. I think if I think if you know anything about the women's uh, senior circuit and you don't think Tamara Menza is capable of meddling, then you don't know. I mean, she is. She's absolutely capable of meddling. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, she I love her. She's just such a great down to earth person. Um, it's going to be awesome to watch her. Uh, who else we got? Claudio, Aaron Claudio. I don't know anything about her. Um, I know that I know Rachel Waters a little bit more because she's a kind of a big star in uh, in college. She wrestles for Oklahoma City, right? She does. She's young. She's very young. Yeah, very very young. She's um, really good. Yeah, I, I think uh, the only thing I know about Claudio is I think she may have been the one to prevent Salada from making a team last year. She, it was if I'm not mistaken. You're right. Um, you know, I I, I was. The biggest thing I took away from this matchup was the fact that a young Rachel Waters was able to hang with the veteran Claudio. Kind of a veteran. Um, yeah. yeah, and it, it just, you know, Rachel Waters has been a name coming up for quite a while. She did very good things as a youth and throughout high school and now in college. Um, I think her best wrestling is still ahead of her. I'm not sure what we really expect from this weight on the world level. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd Probably not betting we're bringing home a medal at this point in time. Yeah, Claudio hasn't been kind of been close to a medal yet. No, I don't think so. Um, she was behind. Um, again, they, they change weight so much. You know, I mean, I think Claudio was behind Victoria Francis for a while as well at the at the, at the heavier weights. Um, so, well, I mean, we'll we'll see. I don't know what else to really say, man. What do you, sure. what do you got? Did you watch this match? Uh, yeah, I watched them. I was. I think the third. I mean, it went three matches. Okay, it, it went three matches, right? Yeah, and, and Rachel the, Waters. And it was the, the last one was, was like was, it was four to four, right? Criteria, criteria, yeah. yeah. So it just goes to show you. Um, well, Rachel Waters shut her down in the second match too. I mean, Rachel Waters. She I, did. You're right. Yeah, she. Rachel Waters is is, is a very athletic girl for um for seventy two kilograms. Mm-hmm. Very athletic. Um, so that, that takes us to. Uh, I would never call it heavyweight because you wouldn't call that. I mean, I don't think that's. It's, I mean, 76 kilograms, right? That's not heavyweight, right? No. I mean, it's the heaviest weight in women's, though, isn't it? You're talking about Adeline Gray? Yeah. Adeline Gray? It's great to have her back. Yeah. I think I mean, it's great for the country. It's great for our wrestling pro, you know, USA wrestling team. It's great to have her back. You already said she's a three-time world champion. She 
I mean, just she dominated, absolutely dominated Bullock. What do you know about Bullock? Um, Bullock wrestled from she wrestles from McKendry, and she was wrestling in college this past year. She's not on Gray's level. Yeah, right. She's absolutely not on Gray's level. Um, do we expect Gray to win another world gold? I mean, I, it'd be tough to tough to speculate at this point in time. I mean, remember, worlds are a ways away. They're in October. Yeah. So, but I mean, but based on history, based on her credentials, based on everything that Adeline Gray has done and has to say, and the, you know what's going on with the, you know in the world right now at that weight class, yeah, she's in definite. She's definitely in the argument to win that gold medal. Where would Grace Bullard be? A uh, Grace Bullard's a lighter weight. She's uh, where's she from again? Norway. Man, can't we throw her on our team? No, she's not a citizen. All right. Sorry, man. I, there's some kind of like, like some, citizen. Some rule about that. having to be an American citizen to be on the American team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you know what? So there you have it. That's our extended version of Final X because we decided that we were just going to – because we made the decision that we were just going to do it all in one That's podcast. what we did, right? That's right. We said anybody can do three podcasts talking about each Final X, but we wanted to do one. Yeah, we wanted to bore you with one longer one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, that's all we got. That Look, was fun, man. It was fun. It was great to be back on the mic, Ben. We're going to start picking this up regularly again now that life is kind of calming down. Yeah, that you could say, we could say that. Got to get some interviews set up. Yeah, I'd Women love to do a woman in the mat. mat. I'd love to do a woman in the mat next week. Let's do one. All right. Who, who are we looking at? I don't know. We'll talk about We've it. We've already done Kayla Miracle. We'll talk about it afterwards. Oh. <laughs> I apologize. All right, look. Episode number 63 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast is in the books. Nothing has changed from us. Nothing has changed. Ben is still a disgusting, foul human being. I am pretty foul. We love you all. As always, don't wind up on your back, bro.